0: I got laid off. I got, fi- I got fired. But here's the thing: I was a binge guy.
1: I remember seeing her at the local titty
0: bar. I feel dirty right now, just telling it into a microphone. We're broken around here.
1: Working man, you suck. Hey,
0: everybody! Welcome back to the Working Class Holes Podcast. I'm your host Ed McGowan here in a break room with my co-host Josh Ricardo. Eddie, what's up, it I'm doing well. How are you? Good, bro. Today we have a guest that not only is comedy adjacent,
1: but he is radio. Royalty at this point, or maybe he might be the last survivor. Uh, Ralph Sutton is the co host of the SDR show and also Good Sugar podcast. He is also the pro- co proprietor of the massive podcast distribution company Gas Digital. Uh, also, SDR ranks pretty much in the top 10 of all podcasts, usually, and has over 200,000 listeners. And he also started as an actual radio DJ and hosted the Tour Bus Radio for almost two decades. The one and only Ralph Sutton. Hello. That is all very true. Yep. <laughs> I nailed you, it. Would you happen
2: to have 400 nonsensical tchotchkes shoved into a room?
1: <laughs> I mean, I love how like you're, <laughs> that is, it's like my it, safe space in here. It's like okay. a little clubhouse and Ralph is just taking huge shits on it. Oh, and I love been it there, like, too. like five minutes. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, to me, he, it's,
0: it's so foreign. Like, <laughs> oh, just having stuff in general? Having like just stuff oh, around. So yeah. My yeah. wife hates it. Oh, so opposite because she, my wife would love all this. Yeah, stuff. she uh, wants it all. She wants like less of everything.
2: Yeah. In terms of like nonsense I'm in my head I have three things in my house that are like this style of thing.
1: Because your thing isn't tchotchkes. Your thing no. is like tech nerd out. i mean when True. i first met ralph he knew how to do the amazon fire he didn't offer it to me but he knew how to do an amazon <laughs> fire he just like name drop. like i did it for this guy and this guy <laughs> or five kelly i did it for <laughs> big j like oh, oh cool okay yeah thanks you could <laughs> no 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 i mean but he knew like all that shit he was the yeah. first dude i ever met that had his whole house like his apartment in east village when i first went there just set up to like a one-stop shop
2: yeah it's all connected to like alexa did you do the same Sonos here I, have Sonos Sonos. Yeah, I also build my own computers I, oh shit i dude. love all that shit i was wanted by the fbi for computer hacking when i was 14 oh, they oh, came to my house it was really crazy You're oh, now you're killing me I, I, I can't get to that now let's just start with this <laughs> what is the worst day job you've ever had so by the way perfectly uh syncs to me being a tech nerd okay um after leaving the restaurant business i started well, as a waiter no, I ran a restaurant for four years. I went to cooking school for a year. Yeah. Ran a restaurant for four years here in the city. Um, oh, yeah, you're a, French a big bistro. foodie. Crazy into okay. foodie. I still cook a lot. Yeah. Jay makes fun of me all the time for posting my pics. but uh, <laughs> So I needed to still make money, but I just knew I didn't want to be really in restaurants anymore. So I started doing tech for restaurants. So like yeah. helping them. This is now it's commonplace that there is no cashier at a restaurant. It's all with a little mobile device or it's through a computer system, some sort of POS system. But back then it was like I was one of the pioneers of bringing that into restaurants. Really? Yeah, one of the early before it was even. if They were talking about like, I guess 1992 yeah, or three like the NCR that. systems. Yeah, exactly. Like those. Systems. Yeah,
1: Eddie's an old fucking waiter <laughs> head from way ten back. years in a restaurant. So, yeah. oh good. Yeah. So, thank him. You fuck. Yeah, I, you make your job
2: easier.
0: I immediately, by the way, say you save How a many restaurant. Voids? You know what I mean? Yeah. How long I had to wait for voids? But we also, by the way, like
2: it would be stupid things like set it up so that the. uh, the the check the 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 ticks that come out of the the kitchen would go come out in Spanish for the Spanish guy Russian for wow. the so it was like set up to make it easier for everyone. was it a high end restaurant or just a French bistro you know twenty oh, cool. something dollar entrees at the time and uh, whatever but um so then I started being tech for uh, several different establishments one being the duplex which is still around to yeah. this day and the restaurant that I had just left and a few others and I fucking hated it because People are stupid. You know, people are not tech savvy. Yeah. People are dumb. And I would get calls all the time and come in and it was something stupid. So you rep the tech, the, the like the portion of tech in the restaurant, but you're not there every day. No, at okay. this point. I, when I was running the restaurant, yeah, but yeah. At this point, yes. I was just there to help install the computer systems and then help them when, oh, this program's not working right. Or, oh, I can't see out the register or whatever. And I was just like, you know, there's, there's clips all around the world. Listen to like dumb tech clips how, how stupid people are like there's one where the girl This is uh, dating myself where the girl calls and complains that um her cup holder stopped working And she was using a cd tray as a cup holder. She didn't know I mean, That's how stupid people, are, right, but so this one they called this restaurant was open till 4 in the morning and they called We well, woke me up at 3 30 in the morning saying that they cannot z out the register to close out the checks because the printer is down Okay I was like, look, look, dude, it's. are you sure you've tried everything? Yeah. It, and I wasn't making a lot of money. This was a, a transitional job to get me out of. And you were the only, you were solo. Solo. Oh, yeah, yeah that's tough. So I get in. At the time, I had a car in the city because I was also still strip club DJing. So I would... Well,
0: yeah, so we're going to get to that, too. Is this? Were
1: you building into trying to get into radio? So I was, yes, okay. by the way, and I'll get That's a whole other thing, right? Okay.
2: But it will, that's a whole other side story. Driving two hours. To work midnight to six in the morning for six dollars an hour in radio, and then driving two hours back to start my morning shift at eight a.m. at the restaurant. So I you're like that. a zombie then. It was horrible, dude. But that's why I had to transition out of the restaurant yeah. and got into tech. So I get out of my fuck I'm going in my pajamas. Yeah, I guess I'm half asleep. I drive. Well, I don't what's even, the
1: end game? Why do they need you there? Because they, they can't close, close out, out the checks to uh, get to get to processed and out. go on. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
2: So I, dude, I don't even. I see it from the door. I just walk in I never break contact with the waiter and I just plug the printer in uh, turn around and go home uh, and canceled that was it I quit the next day it's uh, I'm done go find someone else to do this I'm not doing this shit anymore uh, it was crazy uh, <laughs> it was crazy and that was like the 50th what? version of that uh, you know the 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 one thing I say hey, I'm trying to run this program and it's not working it's back when you had to CF <laughs> CDs and I say first things first is the CD in the CD tray and I hear all uh, right, thanks. I was like that kind of shit all the time, and I just started to lose my fucking mind. Yeah. yeah, and that was my breaking point. But in a way, that was the catalyst to say, "Okay, I need to do full time radio now. I need to start figuring things out." Well, you're yeah. like kind
1: of like that. I mean, I've known you for a while, and it I think like that makes sense now why people who are in- inept really irk you. Oh. You get irked
2: by get irked any kind of
1: like detail being missing that seems obvious. Yeah. Like you don't have know, much
2: patience. I definitely have OCD. That I'm a Yeah, well you aware definitely of, do. Right. But it's it's not debilitating O C D. It's like the, the best thing that just happened to me uh You don't have ago. to go back to the apartment if you don't know do a routine. No. Okay. I don't if like the if my uh pans are out of order in the size order. They're always in size order, but if like the cleaning lady came and put them back in different I don't I can leave. Okay. You know, I won't think about it. But when I come back, I will put you it fix back. He it. Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh it took me a long time to get there though. I'm OCD too. And oh, really? it took me a long Are you like that?
0: You can't leave. You'll have to like, I mean have
1: you seen my house? I mean it's it is it's something I yes. used to do a thing where I would have to run back if I thought one thing because wow. it would bother me. Oh, I'm not oh, that wow. bad. It used to be that bad. My
2: dad was uh on off on a oh. line. See, i was never that. I was he never was like the five bad. thing or yeah, it, he was it was that just bad. But um I also have this fucking weird thing where I'll hold the menu and I'm like, oh, there's a spelling error on this menu. I just know. Like, it doesn't always happen. But when I get that feeling, I'm like, all right, now I got to look at this fucking oh, menu. Shit. Mm. And it is, there's always, an, it's never once. My spidey sense of spelling errors has never failed me. If I feel it, I know there's a spelling error.
0: Dude, that's like some blackjack it's shit. Dude, weird. let's go it's to weird. the fucking table. Yes. Yes. <laughs> literally... Only,
2: only if they spell blackjack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the most
0: useless.
2: <laughs> it's Can't make a, them any money. So, but as just know, annoy friends, family, <laughs> yeah, girlfriends. <exactly>. <laughs> I, you know, you, you mentioned Good Sugar. Uh, the the predecessor to Good Sugar was this company called Juice Press that I helped build. That company and there's 90 locations now, but the owner sold out. And the job when I was there, I helped them go from like two or three locations to about thirty and I quit. But um, nothing could go to print unless it was sent to me first. That was part of the deal. Because wow. you'd print menus or you'd print flyers and they they all say, I triple checked it, I said I right, just send it to and yeah. I would say seventy to eighty percent of the time I would find an additional How the hell are you getting error. out of the office at Gas Digital if you're like that? But, yeah, it's not easy. Right? It's but I'll tell easy. you what
0: though, that is a that's borderline like also professional. You know what I mean? It's like True. there needs to be something because ex- exactly, dude, people are fucking dumb. Right. People are lazy. And it's like I just inherently don't trust anyone to do their job. Like when I don't triple check something, mm-hmm. it's because I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, there's probably a mistake in there. But like I'm I'm
2: saying, fuck it. Okay. I always try to tell like the, the office manager. I don't know if you've met the new office manager. No, I haven't. No, but um, I say, look, just pretend it's a fucking showroom no matter what. But no matter. I can't train you to look at this like i would look at it so sure. i'll always notice like oh the fucking tissue paper the tissues are missing yeah they're empty or oh you know there's not the napkins aren't set up right in the bathroom dumb things like that or lights out in the hallway yeah like i lose my shit. yeah i'm a detail-oriented
1: guy now i'm not an ocd guy i'm just detail-oriented and i'm not using that as just like a scapegoat to say hmm. like i'm an anal asshole but i don't see how you get into a field where you're around comedians, which I would say is probably the most irresponsible oh, group God, yeah. of professionals <laughs> yeah, right. you've ever met. Yeah. Uh, I have had
2: to readjust. Yeah, right. So, for instance, when Jay and I first did SDR, right, at Gas Digital, so Gas Digital has a unique uh, setup in that it's live, you know, so it's appointment television, but it's also on demand after the fact, right? So that's the one-two that that we do. Like Netflix doesn't do that. They're yeah, always on a, you know, on a, on demand. Mm-hmm. And SDR starts at nine. And I would just fucking start the show. If Jay is not in yet, I don't care. The show starts at nine because I'm a psychopath. And we did that for about a year until I finally realized oh, it's okay if it starts at nine oh five. Like no one is going to fucking die that we started five minutes late. But for that first year when we were, I was like, no, no, nine o'clock, we start. And I just well, was thank always God, that way. It's a way. balance, right? Like, they need, he
1: needs you, you need him. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's right. a balance, right? It is, sure.
2: But now right. I realize also, I was the only show that was always fucking starting on time. You know, none of the other shows start on time. <laughs> so I was like, what am but I all, doing? Well, if you're
1: doing TV, though, if you're showing it, and people, your viewers are depending upon... Right, I agree with
2: you. You know? But, but I get what you're yeah. saying.
0: But 905 is not the end, of the, end yeah. of the world. Right, right, right. But there is a certain level of, like, we're bringing a higher level of, like, just... Work ethic, all that stuff. Like, I'm totally on board with that. Although, like, I see it and I'm like, okay, I already, like, kind of gauge a little bit. But I think it's because my wife is just chaos. Yeah. You know what I mean? When uh, it comes yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, so opposite of me of, like, she'll be 25 minutes late and
2: not even oh, a cat text I... somebody. I, you know
0: what I mean? I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs>
2: I will end dates. like I. So, I'm on a first date with a girl, this is, like, six months ago, and we're supposed to meet at 7 o'clock. At 7.15... She's not there, nor had she texted me Uh, that she's running late. So I leave, (laughs) right? And as I'm walking out the door, she's coming in. And she goes, what what are you doing? I said, well, it's 15 minutes late. I haven't heard from you. I'm leaving. She goes, what do you mean you're leaving? I said, yeah, I mean, it's disrespectful. And she goes, are you not used to the fact that pretty girls run late? And I said, I I really want to leave. I said, I think you're just used to the fact that guys don't call you out on your shit. This is disrespectful. Yeah, I'm leaving. She started crying. Wow right. So then we sat and had dinner But of I've course. never <laughs> yeah. I'm never gonna see her again though did, It was a one It was a one off We uh, sat
0: and had dinner yeah, yeah. While she was crying While she was crying.
2: Like eat your like beef good Like good fellows Where uh, Henry doesn't show up For the day like, I
1: don't know He really likes you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm worried at this point i'm worried <laughs> well okay so now is it okay my feet are up there by the yeah, way yeah yeah all good i mean you are fucking bigfoot motherfucker now 15, you're blocking buddy. my face you're Sorry. huge <laughs> no you're good don't put it up there i'm just messing around so when you are doing the tech gig you quit how are you figuring out do you have to get another job before you start so what radio? i
2: realized is that you know the i haven't done it now in fucking probably 12 years but Having the strip club DJ think to fall back on, yeah. As much as I fucking hated it at the time, which I don't know what it is like now. It's been over a decade. You know, I was probably more than that. Mm-hmm. It was thirty-four when I quit uh, totally. Um, I went back once, maybe I was thirty-seven to do one night as a as a favor to somebody, but a bad night back then. A bad night was a thousand dollars. Wow. Right? So and that- this wow. is, and I was in my when I first started my in my twenties. I did for like fifteen years. Yeah. But I was in my twenties, I was making like two grand a night. Thank God I didn't have drug issues or because wow. I just saved money, you wow. know, just pocketed, I just cash. pocketed cash. Oh, there's this rumor on Gas Digital that like people think my mom's super wealthy, my dad was, but he didn't really, you know, it's not worth getting into it. We didn't, yeah, really, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you've told me off yeah, about that, but yep. it doesn't matter, but you know, it came from I got a would pocket strip club money, and then B, got very lucky with some investments. Like, I not to brag about this, but I when Facebook first IPO'd it dropped to 17 dollars yeah, i remember that oh, and i know? put every fucking dollar because wow. i'm like i use facebook every day and i sold it at 300 or something was, yeah. so i made a fortune wow. but anyway so back then i knew i could go back one day a week one more day a week at strip club and even a, a bad night would be like 700 like it'd be like uh I, the minimum usually was like at least if you made a meal uh, i mean a, a thousand yeah that was like average it was like a good night okay know? so for the audience.
1: I uh, let's let's talk about how a DJ would make that so I uh, it might be different now by the I'm way. sure yeah. I'm sure but I always wanted to be like when I was like 18 I was definitely weird and sexually weird and I would Bunky love Says were I well I mean, I'm still weird. weird but I'm so into it I can actually meet other weird people now but then you didn't really know where to go and I started going to like an 18 over strip club called cheetahs in San Diego started seeing a girl that worked there, loved the environment, felt so at home amongst the other dirt bags. <laughs> and I remember she introduced me to this guy who looked like a he had a skull and his Wait, eyes were what? sunken in, That's and his skull looked is like corn on the cob. It's bald
2: on the top and <laughs> like a mullet, but mullet. with no hair on top. I never heard it. <laughs> never it yeah. Yeah.
1: Fucking skull it, <sighs> just grit like he's smoking grits. Like the five o'clock shadow constantly. And he was a DJ, and his girl was a smoke show that worked there. And he had told me I became friendly with him, and he had told me how much he made a night. I just started ripping everything off Napster making as many CDs as possible and trying to see if I could be a DJ. And that's mm-hmm. before I got into stand-up. And when I met Ralph and he was like, yeah, that's what I used to do. Now, why does why do DJs then make so much money? Can you please break yeah, down the pay sure. system?
2: Well, the pay system, at least back when I was doing it, was very simple, was that you had no salary as a DJ, no, no actual money, you weren't making like a, a fixed rate. But every girl that worked there had to tip you a minimum amount. And at the club I was at, it was $20 a girl, okay? Mm-hmm. They had to give you 20 and that was called minimum. And minimum meant minimum, meaning like, oh, you want certain music? Oh, you want to go on stage at a certain time? Oh, you don't want to go on stage? Well, that's not minimum. Yeah, that's so extra. That's extra. Oh, so you so control the schedule of the you control, girls? At least, again, when I did, you don't control the schedule. You control who goes on stage when, what stages they go on, oh, what wow. music they listen to, sure. who they go up with. Because uh-huh. some girls fucking hated each other. Yeah, more, right, you know? right, right. And some girls, like two girls... Had the same customer, and he's walking in. Which girl you call on stage, the uh-huh. other girl's gonna get that customer. So yeah. you can be out of grand just by the fact that he calls you up because you didn't tip right. out right. Exactly. What an angel. So angle. yeah, I was, you know, I was very good at not only. You know what's great too? I'm
0: hearing Ralph's like DJ voice right now too. Yeah, do it, like, it, do uh, it. Can you do uh, it?
2: Uh, you know, it's funny. It's- <laughs> There's a clip of me online because I did Corolla Show, right? And he asked me to do it, so I did it. Uh, But it's like, 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 I guess it's like, if if you're an impressionist, they always say, oh, dude, dude, (laughs) do fucking Crystal (laughs) Walking." Just ask you to do your your own dirtbag self.
0: (laughs) Play your asshole self for a minute.
2: So I would make the clubs more money than any other DJ. Like, I was 30% more on average if I was working. So then I was for a while being like, brought. what a leverage
1: move, too, if they're like, oh, yeah. if you want the shift you want, I had whatever
2: the fuck I wanted for a while. It was crazy. Because the shift you're talking about is like the weekends, right? The best night is Thursday. Always Thursday. Yeah. Saturdays suck because it's like bachelor parties. and... Yeah. Uh, but right. Wednesday, Thursday were always the best. The weekends you get the kids. Okay. The Wednesday, Thursday, you get people with money. That were like, you know, they didn't want to go, go in and get laughing. Yeah, dances. Go yeah, and get yeah. Lap and have regulars. They all were like thinking they were in relationships. Like of course. The amount of times that a fucking. Because you were only fans of titty Bar. Yes. And the amount of times that like a guy would come up and was like, ah, I had to come in tonight because it's Amber's birthday. She'd kill me if I didn't come in. I like, used to love.
1: Now wow. I miss that. I miss the guys that were like the massage therapists probably wasn't but he would tell the girls and he would pay them to let him massage, massage like just yeah. there was an element of dude everywhere like he, oh this guy thinks he's in a yeah. relationship this guy thinks he's one a massage guy would therapist. take
2: these he would take two dollar bills and tape them together so they looked like a seamless and then roll them up into like groups of a hundred or two hundred dollars and he would throw them on stage that was his move Right. Uh, you want it to be known as the two dollar bill guy so fucking weird <laughs> that's why you know men are we're we're all idiots you know yeah, so yeah. really we really are so i would average about 30 35 dollars a girl and there'd be 50 60 girls sometimes you know mm-hmm. 70 girls sometimes and they, you'd make crazy money and then also you'd have douchebag customers that wanted to hear a song and they would always say i'd say it's, it's 20 bucks to hear a song and they'd say i might give you 20 bucks and my answer would always be like I guess he didn't really want to hear that song. Yeah, you know? but you don't love yeah. Eagles uh, that much. Right. <laughs> but then there'd be power moves too, like, hey, take my girl off. Here's a 100 bucks. You know, that kind of oh. shit. Things like that all the time. So you would, I mean, one of the, the stories is that at Scores, a guy came in and said, I want to hear No Rain by Blind Melons when there's a big song. Mm-hmm. I'll give you like, I think I'm going to, I've spent a long time. It's like $200. Damn. Play it next. Okay. Playing. It's about a minute into the song. He comes back in and he goes, I will give you five hundred dollars to play it again when it ends. So I'm like, well, if I do that, I'm going to get in fucking trouble. Sure. I'm going to call the manager. I called the manager and I said, look, here's the st- the, st- the deal. He goes, give me half. The manager says, nice. all right, fine. See, that's how you got to do it. it. Third Love time, it. I'll give you another thousand to play it again. And I called him. He gave me half. So I made like nine hundred dollars. To play a song three times. How many people were coming to the booth like freaking out? What the fuck? Yeah, freaking out. But whatever, I was what did making. What on a dumb joke. Like I don't know. Like you know, they challenged me to see if I get everyone to sing along to the song. Out, oh, fucking no. So you know, made something, up something to try up. to say yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit Yeah, of yeah, yeah. But it was crazy. So, what? okay, I gotta ask you this now.
1: Like we ask comedians when they come into the chair, what? What were you leaning towards? Like, what were you trying to do? This is a really unique scenario for our show where someone's doing a job that I think a lot of people would hear this and go, especially men. Like, so you're around all these naked girls, so you're making tons of money, and also and by the way,
2: getting laid. Where's your camera? A lot. It's well, you got one there, you got one there. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> everywhere. Uh, and I was a kid, I was like 25, uh, you know, and,
1: and you're making bank. And also, if you did like to dabble in a little
0: bit of drugs so I didn't your- drugs. never did any drugs yeah but so See, that's yeah. what saved you really that's why yeah. you were so no successful drugs. because like that's really like the downfall of like the strip club culture yeah. is- they're all
2: they're all drugs yeah they're all drinking I never did the after party they used to joke on the mic they would always ask me come to the after party and on the mic I would say I'm spending eight hours with you people yeah. I am not coming yeah. to your fucking after parties like I would <laughs> shit on them you know <laughs> but in the first of all nobody's good at making friends Ralph you know that (laughs) nobody's at a strip club as a first life choice right right so not just the girls well even you right not even me so that's
1: the question how doing that and then trying to be a professional radio disc jockey
2: well how it happened so I was a nightclub promoter first right I ran big nightclubs here in the city and rock nights was the thing for me uh limelight and, and palladium did that for years and then in 91 92 when rock changed because of Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all the big party clubs closed, I found myself out of a job because all these clubs were closing down. And I knew all the strippers because they would come Sunday nights to Rock and Roll Church at Limelight because maybe Axl Rose is going to be in the oh. VIP room and I can blow them. That was really what was happening. So when I finally left these rock clubs, the manager of scores said, you know all the girls anyway, just come work here. And so that, I did it out of necessity because I needed a job. I thought I would be like a big um, rock and roll club promoter. That was my dream at the time. I wanted to book nightclubs and rock clubs and book bands. We had success with that for a few years, but it abruptly stopped, so I fell into strip clubs. Mm-hmm. right? And about four, five, five years...
1: Oh, so you know rock better than anyone I know. And that era... I mean, I'm talking about yeah, that era of yeah, rock. Because it's like age-appropriate. It's what you were, and you were in the scene. I was in that scene, yeah. Why... It was the blow job in rock for a groupie that I just feel like that was like I got to blow that
0: guy more so than sex. More so than sex. What is that about?
2: That's a good question. I don't know. There yeah. was a because what they, an era where I was
0: offering to blow you. Yeah, I've yeah. heard girls say that, too. Like I had a job and uh, Matt Dillon was at this bar and uh, this girl came back. She goes, oh, my God, I'm going to go blow Matt. I was like, what? That's funny. <laughs> it's like, what? cool <laughs> matt dylan used to live in my
2: neighborhood right and we would see each other enough times to do the what's up we do these yeah, yeah one of these yeah. and then he moved out of the neighborhood and like two years later i saw him somewhere and went like this and he looked like i was fucking nuts he totally forgot who i was <laughs> yeah there's also there was a bar called scrap bar in the in the uh, west village It was a big rock bar yeah and it was so synonymous with Slash got blowjobs in scrap bar like that was known back then really in like 1990. Oh, you might run by sky Maybe to get a blowjob in the fucking it's so ridiculous I mean it's just to have that be like I need a
1: you know, I want to I want to get a, a guitar pick <laughs> It's like that version it could, I wanna... by the way be
2: as a byproduct of AIDS because we were oh, thought that you oh, couldn't get AIDS back then. That's so if you did blowjobs. So I think that could be what it was. That's yeah. interesting. That is interesting. I, I did I know
0: girls that like only gave. You know, they were like yeah. just famous for blowjobs, but like nobody really
2: ever. You want to scribble those numbers? Yeah, i even for Doing
0: the show for two months, <laughs> you. <play. laughs> I don't know what they look like now, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> blowjobs and blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was strip clubs, which when it was making great money, it was easier to deal with. You know. Then a shit ton of strip clubs opened, where it used to be like five clubs in New York. so oversaturation. Oversaturation. And then also, like I said, like not just the, the dancers, but anybody, the DJs, the customers. Nobody wants to go to a strip club. Yeah. I remember once a girl said to me, I'm never getting married because every guy here that's married is miserable. And I said, I feel like your sample size yeah. is skewed because yeah. you're only interviewing guys that are here. Yes. The happy married guys are probably not coming here every yeah. week, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. A, realistically. So it was, you're around a lot of fucking misery.
1: Everyone's broken.
2: And that's. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why as a, a comedian, I always
1: will be like, oh, I understand why people go there. Right, You know what I mean? Like most people don't get it. Like I was on the road with someone this weekend and wouldn't, you know, that's not their thing and we were just chatting about it. But this comedian is like a really happy square kind of comedian. And I'm like, well, obviously you wouldn't want right. it. Like to your point, because yeah. why would you if that's not your deal, yeah. being around other broken people? Right.
2: And I also would never, dr- for the first, I, let's say I, did, I think I did it for about 16 years. I don't know exactly how many, it was a long time. But the last couple of years I started drinking because I was miserable. Yeah. And I would like just be, sleeping all day and just getting up to go work till fucking five in the morning. And I just hated it. And yeah. I knew I had to get out, but there is this golden handcuff experience of making a grand tonight, or even on a bad night, seven, eight hundred, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we I ready to go work a full-time 40-hour-a-week job right. to make the same $700. Why the fuck? But now fuck? you're a slave. Right, You're a exactly. slave to
1: the money. Yeah. And those girls end up doing that because they piss it away. They all piss it you away. You know? And I think... Okay, so you're doing radio for six dollars an hour and your dream and your aspiration is to be like who
2: stern okay that's yeah. what i figured
1: but i didn't want to put words in your mouth yeah. but, okay. so
2: i met a guy at the strip club that i used to work the mid, the the seven to close shift or eight to close shift and the guy that starts during the day was a new guy i walked in i used to go in like an hour before my shift started to see who girls are working because you have to make a list for rotation and blah 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 and i hear a voice i'm like well this guy's got a great voice but I could tell he knew nothing about. Strip. You just learned the tricks of any trade. Like I'm sure you could see a comic on stage immediately. Go, oh, this guy's very green. You know? Yes. So I could tell he was very green. And so I went up to him. I said, "Hey, I'm the night guy," and we start talking. And he's a radio guy that just moved to New York, New Jersey from Atlanta, and he has a job in radio. And I said, "I'll make you a deal. You teach me. I'll teach you everything about this business so that you can make good money. You help me get one audition at the radio." Station. I don't care if I. You don't have to get me hired. Get me Just one me door. audition. Yeah. Get me in the door. So that happens. I go drive out two hours to meet this guy in the the, the program manager. At, it's in Sussex, New Jersey, something like that. WNJ. It still exists. He says, "All right, come back tonight. Work with the mid. The guy that works eight to midnight. Come at ten o'clock. Stay with him till midnight. And if it goes well, maybe we'll hire you. Right? Okay. I drive two hours back home. Sit around for a few hours. Drive two hours back. Mm-hmm. I get there. The fucking guy is on the phone, off air, not on air, yelling at his girlfriend, like freaking out, you fucking bitch, you comp. And they hang up and then be like, all right, that was like totally like I like, kind of like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Right. And then it gets closer and closer to midnight. And I learned nothing. Like he's like, Yeah, this does this, this does this. We'll deal with it tomorrow. I'm just not in the right headspace. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna watch. It gets to midnight, the night, the overnight guy doesn't show up. He's just not there. And this guy wants to go fucking yell at his girlfriend. They were fine. And he goes, you know what, dude? Good luck. <laughs> right? And he left me there. Right. And then six in the morning comes and the program director comes. and goes, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. I'm some I guy like, you've never seen. I yeah. mean, do you know that guy? Is that the guy who hooked you up with he, the, the audition? The, the program okay. director is the guy who told me to come okay. back. He was, and he goes, what? Like, what happened? I told him. He's like, oh, I guess you're fucking hired. Wow. And that's how I got started in oh, radio. shit, dude. Right, working midnight to six. It was a two-hour drive. And at the time was crazy. I how I would drive two hours back to the restaurant and start at eight in the morning. It's fucking crazy. It was so the crazy.
1: working class angle of this, how much is the fucking setup for all this shit? Like, are you having to lug around crates oh, of music?
2: So much. When Even I was doing... the DJ gig, right? The, the radio, when I started my own show, um, I would. Ca- I had to get a specific car with my brother. I got him to because We were twins I think, you know, we're twins, right? we yeah. lived together I got them to agree to get like a, a car with a bigger back so I could put the hundreds of CDs in and everything that I would have to carry everywhere all the uh, fucking time because mm-hmm. the local radio station would play whatever they had classic rock stations they play fucking 50 songs yeah. really yeah, yeah. It, you know yeah. and so I would have to carry everything all the time and set it would take an hour to set everything up so we could be ready to go yeah. it was horrible uh, that's the thing why I have chronic back problems. <laughs>
1: I mean, because those crates—I mean—they're not vinyl, so it's not like in the '80s where you're carrying a bunch of vinyl. But no still, CDs, still CDs are heavy. Still, yeah, still yeah, 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 absolutely. And then also,
2: just funny is that I—you know—we were a nobody fucking radio show when we started, two hours upstate, whatever in Jersey, and we couldn't get real interviews. Right. I found in some CD store a bin of interview CDs of like famous rock stars—Guns N' Roses and Bon Jovi and Van Halen—and I listened to them all, and then clipped out when it was a clean minute or two answer Uh and then i would just ask the questions on the air beautiful that's and nobody fucking now it's common that they do that where they send out answers and djs are on radio bullshit, not really talking to them but at the time nobody was fucking doing that we'd also which is totally illegal i'd give away tickets to concerts that i didn't have (laughs) i would just make the phone busy i'm like oh congratulations steve and fucking whatever and no one and i figured worst case scenario if we get caught out, I'll go buy a pair of tickets for something. Exactly, somebody. right, right but yeah. it, We never got caught for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's well, so sad. when
1: you are now like in the finally working as a DJ, you're finally doing your thing. You've quit the strip club DJ stuff. You're a radio man. And now the world is completely changing your industry into yeah. podcasting. So did you I, see
2: that coming? I did see it coming in a very weird way. So the radio show... It's funny, is it started? We did it in the small station, you know, and I thought we were killing it. I thought we were fucking. We went from getting one call, killing it, you know, just rating wise. Oh, okay. You know, and this is a small stage. We weren't. You know, I was still making my six dollars an hour. I talked them into letting me do my own show for two hours. Nice, right? That's what happened. I only worked that midnight to six shift for like a couple of months. I said, I have this idea for a show. They let me do it Sunday nights, uh, ten to mid, and um, I thought we were really making a difference. And I don't really trust radio ratings, but the ratings come out. And I said, oh, so what happened? He goes, ah, there wasn't really much of a change, but you can keep going. And it just really bothered I was like, I can't. I was so bummed. Yeah. We weren't forgetting one call a night to the phones being busy all night. Oh. And I'd run into people that told me they were listening to it. It felt like we were making a difference. And radio stations are generally in clusters. So there was a country station, a news station. The country guy comes in and goes, hey, how'd you do in the ratings? I said, no, nothing. They said nothing changed. Because I don't fucking believe that. And I said, all right, I don't know what to tell you. He, he breaks into the fucking program director's office, prints out the ratings, and we oh. went from last place to first place. Oh, he just didn't shoot. want to pay you more. He didn't want to pay us more. He <laughs> didn't want to, we, There's a thing in radio called TSL, time spent listening. We quadrupled the time spent listening. Oh, dude. So he knew we could start making money, and he didn't want to tell us. So then what I did was what he knew we would do is I took these ratings. I went to the biggest radio station in Jersey and said, look what we did there. Let's do that here, and then he hired us, and we went from Sundays 10 to midnight to Saturdays 8 to midnight. So we were and that's given, when it's drive time, like people it's are a out, It's a little it's bit, a a bigger. Saturday night, it's a bigger yeah, audience. because okay. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. now you're looking for people in the cars. So no one's gonna, no one's downloading anything at this yeah, point. Yeah, no one's downloading.
2: Yeah. and then um, the same thing happens there. We shoot to the top of the ratings, and then I get a syndicated on stations around the country. And we signed this deal with the syndication company by me looking at discarded syndication things that our station wasn't taking. I mocked it on my computer and then shipped it to the same companies until finally we got one that said, we'll take you as a show. And then I learned very early on that there's a big difference between being syndicated mm-hmm. and being syndicatable. We were available as a show, uh-huh. but who the fuck am I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody took our show, uh, yeah, right? Uh, right, right? So right. we're syndicatable. But the company's losing money and it's like three or four months in, no one's taking the show. So one day, with my old partner, his name is Matt, I said, Here's what we're going to do. The show ends at midnight on Saturday. We are going to pack up the fucking car. We are driving to Florida. Along the way, we will just keep listening to the radio. Any station from New York to fucking Florida. That was playing Guns N' Roses, Van Halen, AC. We'd write down the call letters, the station they were in, the area, as best as our ability. And I made a list. And we get to Florida. We stay there for a couple of days. We call all these radio stations. We made about ten meetings. We came back with five stations in a week. We made it back just in time for the next week's show with five new affiliates in South Carolina, in in North Carolina, and that, in what Georgia. Cost
1: you overhead? To, to do that just get gas, get, dude, gas, gas, and food. Gas. I fucking
2: love this. Yeah, yeah this it's great it angle, right? I yeah. love an angle. Right? I,
0: I love, I love just like a hard nose just like let's just get in a fucking car and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And now we, now we're on six stations, five new ones, including ours. And I call the syndication cover like, what the fuck do I need you for? Like, yeah. I did this in a week. You had three months, and, and you, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So. We fired them, which was really stupid because I didn't realize that. Oh, no, they're also paying for the satellite time Yeah, For the radio. I just didn't think I was just dumb. Yeah So then we had to switch to delivering on CD and not live anymore Which is not a big deal back then for the shows anyway, but then I didn't know how to get how do you make fucking Copies of CDs. Yeah. What year is this? This is like nine, nine. now two thousand two thousand we're leading into when podcasts are Burning, starting Yeah, uh,
0: Burning was like just...
2: Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 right. So, again, with my stupid fucking uh, techie world, I went online, I found schematics... To build a multi burner CD, oh right? yeah, because you needed a t- yeah because at right. the time the yeah. multi burner CDs were ten thousand dollars. Yeah, right, right, right. And I'm like, it can't cost ten thousand dollars to do that. So I found the fucking schematics. I got a soldering iron. I bought the thing. cost me nine hundred dollars. I had to burn the uh, OS into the fucking chips and. I got it working. Damn, right? dude, that's dude, that's, and then we, that's shit. fucking wild. Wow. <laughs> and then we started de- we got up to we started delivering the show on CD. And then I found a guy that really was passionate about my show, and he started repping us. Then I got on that fucking show, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. And then everybody wanted the dude from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And we went up to a hundred stations. We had a half a million people listening to us. Every fucking Saturday. It was crazy. I was making great money. Well, what what's the pay from that? I was making like maybe 200 grand a year at that point. Because the syndications, they the all syndication radio, they yeah. All pay in. All right? Pay in. Oh, okay. right. And uh, then started being, I was a VJ on VH1 and MTV. I was hosting music festivals. I hosted the Sturgis Rally for yeah. five years. And this like, holy shit. Like, I have fucking made it. Mm-hmm. It's about 2004. 2005. You thought you were going to be the next like, That's it. you know, what was Mancow and one all, of those, guys, all right, those guys. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But slowly, the world starts changing around uh, let's see, now I've been doing about probably 2008, 2009 I start noticing money's getting lower. We're still on the same amount of station, but making less and less money. And I start thinking, well I need to fucking figure something Pivot, out. right? Yeah, I would make good money like hosting uh, Shiprocked which was a, a music festival on a boat. And I yeah. still do it, but I did it for 10 years. I'd make crazy money because they'd pay me a decent amount of money, but I would also host their auctions for the rock charity auction. And the way they pay you is they give you ten percent of the take, and I would make like I'd raise like a hundred thousand dollars, and so I'd get ten grand, but I would give five grand back. Cause I felt like yeah, because it's, it, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a charity, right? Yeah, but still, with and I'd sell out t-shirts for my shows. Mm-hmm. So like in a week, I'd make ten grand, Just which is crazy boat. on yeah. the boat, right? And so one year they're looking for a comic and I knew big J I met him because he did my show once and they said you only know like rock and roll comedians I said oh, I know one and I got them in touch with big J and big J goes on as a comic and they put us together hosting stuff a lot I didn't I knew him but I wouldn't say we were friends we sure. knew each other and we just make each other fucking laugh the whole week right we're getting along we're spending a lot of time with each other he says to me you know I'm doing this podcast called Legion of Skanks it's starting to build up, and I'm wondering, would you want to do a podcast with me, right? So at the time, I was definitely the bigger name than him. Yeah. Now it's a very much a 180. But um, <laughs> yeah. I said to him the douchiest thing possible, which is, podcasting is for people that can't do radio uh, no. i'm because doing radio is an art form and yeah. you're like yeah, exactly. in that, right? yeah, yeah. You're fucking happy you and lewis are in a basement well recording. you must
1: hate it in the beginning where yeah. people are just talking oh, over so each other oh. not turning away when they call like just hated all the radio it. shit yeah. that you're like this is yeah. sacrilege hated it
2: hated it so <laughs> then a year goes by and i'm listening to all these things about how podcasting is changing the world and blah 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 and the next year jay's back on the boat i'm back on the boat and i'm like you know I'll do that fucking podcast thing with you We'll try this out. It was 2013 or 2014, uh-huh. 2014. And we start recording podcasts together. And the way we would do it, I was going to do a morning show at one point and I decided to call it Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll. And the concept, which I still think is a great idea, I'm too old now, was I was going to go out and party all night, right? In the nightclubs and rock clubs, whatever. And whoever's still with me at five in the morning, uh-huh. come do the radio show. Let's talk about what happened. Oh, that's right? fantastic. That's and I figured idea. I could do it for a year or two before, before i die yeah. right but it would be a great uh thing to do then they told me the money i'm like oh, i'm not gonna fucking do that but i had the, <laughs> i had the logo designed i had the sdr show.com i had it all ready to go yeah. so when i told jay let's do it he goes what are we gonna call it and i send him the logo he's like fuck yeah let's do it and yeah. that's how it started in 2014 we recorded like eight or nine episodes and how we recorded them was that I already had my home set up for radio. I, you know? I, that's
1: the first time I ever did your show, was that at, at my house? Home. It's yeah, great,
2: yeah. And bands would come in and do my radio show, and I'm like, just hang out for another half hour, we'll do the podcast, right? And we taped like eight or nine of them, and I'll never forget it was, it was Corey Glover, the elite singer of Living Color. Mm-hmm. He was like the third or fourth episode. Nice guy, too. Great I, I did a show with him with you. Yeah, such He's a good great. Dude. He called me like two months later, and he goes, What happened to that podcast that I did? I'm like, Because they were all just sitting on my hard drive. At the time, you had to create an RSS feed. Yeah. It you know, oh, was right. before you could just yeah. p- punch yeah. it in. Right. And, they yeah. were right. Right and I said, I you. probably should fucking figure this out. Yeah, right. So I built our website, I created our RSS feed, and I released everything in 2014 as our first podcast. Yeah. Was, I released eight episodes at once, and that's how the whole thing started. And now, So now, so
1: fucking that cool. is your business Is not only are you a radio host, but now you're overseeing how many shows do you have on the network now? 21. 21 oh, shows. Yeah. And you're overseeing how all of those are done. And I know uh,
2: Luis J. Gomez is your partner, so yes. you both the, do that. The G and the S in Gas. Yes. Gomez and Sutton. Yes. yes. So. Because Sag didn't sound right. <laughs>
0: <You> sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Point. We're getting to how we got to the name. By the way, I said that we were like driving each other crazy with stupid names, and I said, "Here's my idea: Lars, in, in honor of Metallica." I said, "Lewis and Ralph Studio, Lars." <laughs> all right. And he goes, "What about Gas?" I'm like. Oh yeah go was uh, gas yeah. digital that sounds cool and i immediately had the idea for the logo with the um yeah. guest plugging in and that's how the name came about yeah that's great what
1: are you seeing now like what's the trend you're seeing now what do we what are we going to bail on here what are well we first do? of all i do
2: think this is what's going to happen and i hate to say this but that's why we've been pivoting more towards more exclusive content and more events and more one-off stuff because the g- now that you podcast, just did the half hours, right? The ha- we did the guest 30s, we mm-hmm. did six of those, those are really successful. Um, and we well, are what's now-
1: successful for one of those? Like, what's the angle? Because I've just so the audience knows, a lot of people are doing a lot of independently produced specials. A lot of them that are successful are because they have a, quite a bit of subscribers on their YouTube page,
2: right. and I know you guys do as well. And you so were we did this to- differently, though. Sorry, okay. to cut you off. no, 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 go ahead. This was 100% a financially losing scenario, no matter what. Why we gave the shows to the comics in exchange for them not charging us we said we'll give you the beautiful special we did it exclusively as a branding play mm-hmm. for gas digital oh, to start wow. being looked at as more than just a podcast yes yeah, because now you want to be a production company we want to be a yeah. production so now you know you and i talked off air yeah we're working on the next big event yeah we produce skank fest you know yeah, which yeah. is a, a festival we want to be looked at as not just a place to go listen to podcasts. Podcasting is something that we do, and it's the bread and butter for what we do. But we also sell ads for 20 podcasts that aren't on the network. Yeah, your you know?
1: system down there, uh, you walked me through recently with some of the upgrades you guys did. And your your sales room is fire, dude. Yeah, it's great. Those dude. guys are fucking on it. Yeah,
2: they're great, yeah. So Gas Digital has turned into the network, the the ad side, which it's called the ad side, because that's yeah. everyone yeah. refers yeah, yeah, to yeah, theadside.com, yeah. the, the merch side and now events and stuff like that you know um and that's where i see because i believe now that podcasting is a viable business mm-hmm. where you see shows like smart List, it's they're making crazy oh my money, god you know? yeah so what's going to happen the government's going to get involved right ai yeah. is going to get involved and it's going to say oh they said the uh words you can't say anymore on their podcast we're getting them off yeah, our the same system.
1: thing at FCC
2: in the early aughts <laughs> that that uh, ruined exactly. terrestrial radio yeah, that right. forced turned into Sirius. Yeah, that's gonna going happen to happen to It's going to happen, and they'll cull through every episode you did in an hour because it's fucking AI. Yeah, yeah. And make a list of all. Oh, you're now blacklisted. Right. So that's why we're moving. Now pay home. us to get back in. Yeah. Or exactly. Or you know. Yeah. If, make make like
0: a tier system. Oh, all yeah. that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: If we are, which is only the newest twenty episodes are free on for Gas Digital everything's on our exclusive servers so that is part of our business model is mm-hmm. that we uh, like with everyone making money on patreon i'm very happy for you right it's great it's just like only fans it's one percent that makes money 99 percent don't make money right probably less than one percent like sdr is in the top 0.5 percent of podcasts but we have less than far less than a million listeners so joe rogan gets like what 50 million yeah. so to be in the top 0.5 percent I could have a couple hundred thousand listeners, and still that variance of the .5 is millions upon millions of listeners. Yeah, it's insane. So most people don't make money, but what I'm saying with Patreon, all you need is them to say, that guy's offensive, I don't like what he said, and shut him down. They did it a few years ago. Really? YouTube's doing it every fucking day. We got our SDR channel shut down on YouTube because somebody was offended. So. You have to take ownership of your own content sure. or you're going to get fucked.
1: Yeah, you cannot have the platform be beholden to the platform, right. is what you're saying. Yes. I, uh, What do you see for OnlyFans? You have tons of uh, porn stars on. I've had tons of porn stars on my old show, <sighs> and I feel like that... I thought that bubble was going to pop when they decided they were going to get rid of all sex workers on it. Yeah, but they didn't because they there was too much money to be One made. One guy was like, "Wait a minute, what? Hold on, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're juicing yeah, us yeah, and we're going yeah, to yeah. get rid of them." What do you see it, similar things happening with that? Well, first of all, I think it's so content? stupid
2: that they're trying to create a mainstream brand and not change the name. You know, like Whitney Cummings did her roast on OnlyFans. It's sort of oh yeah, oh, right. but it's still called OnlyFans. Yeah, you right. know, if you call it True Fans, sure. or something else. But it's a brand that is synonymous with porn. With thought. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it just, it makes no sense to me, but whatever. Um, I think with regards to OnlyFans, the sad truth is men are creeps. Yes. Men will always be creeps. Yes. And women will always make money selling sex to men. Forever. I don't think it's going away. As long as they keep, why would they change now? God only knows what their fucking income is. Their percentages is. off yeah. everyone. I mean, oh, they take a chunk, man. It's crazy. So I think when your businesses, they own their servers. What might be hard for them because I did see this at the AVNs, because uh, SDR was was nominated for an AVN and lost. But um, <laughs> there are all these companies spr- sprouting up now that are allowing you to pay not through Visa, not through Mastercard, through like some sort of crypto thing. Sure. Because that's going to happen. Like yeah. if they decide Amex and. Oh, we yeah, don't no, want just, you to, to, to rep because uh, We are already like, like, doing right? that that's, like FetLife. Like, really, I, I really love
0: FetLife. That was you know. the OnlyFans. Like, Visa was Did behind there, yeah, that, Visa, but, that. Yeah, Visa, right? so yeah.
2: So that happens again. Then if, if you have to go through a crypto, uh, you know, step to pay, yeah, that's going to really yeah. hurt that bitch. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. definitely yeah. going to. So, all right, before I get you out of here,
1: uh, you put on a bunch of weight years ago, decided I'm done with it, and uh, you started running. I see all that. Now you've traveled all these... Extravagant places to run, and you're really invested in, I would say, foods for lack of a better term. And good sugar is your other podcast that does really well. Why that? What happened to you? Or do you have like some kind of
2: sickle cell anemia, like an African American (laughs) man? Uh, Or, um, it'd be weird that I'm quoting Dua Lipa right now, right? (laughs) But this is a quote from Dua Lipa that I think is true, which is, I remember she did like that goofy dance. And everyone made fun of her. She couldn't dance. So she went and she got real dance lessons. And now she's a good dancer. Right. And she said in an interview, sometimes bullying works. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. I was at my maximum density. This is, you know, first I gained some weight because my father was sick. Mm-hmm. Then he died and I gained more weight because I was depressed. Then COVID hit. And I actually don't know what my maximum weight was. I stopped looking at 325. You know what it is. I don't. I stopped going on the scale. But you're, you feel uh, your, your body. It was over 325. Okay. So 325 was the most I ever saw. I never went on the scale again because I didn't want to know. Yeah. So yeah. I could have been Can you still see your dick, though? No. <laughs> wow.
0: Oh, wow. Damn, that must have been yeah. awful. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's when you stopped getting on the scale. Yeah, like, yeah, see yeah. your yeah. <laughs> dick. Because that's the worst. Because like, that's the new you metric, look- right? You're like, yeah. It's all numbers, and then yeah. it's like, I can't I see I remember the first dick. time yeah. I saw him. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? It's <laughs> In
2: hey, a minute. How you been? So <laughs> I would get so – there's a video of me trying to do a pull-up. Because I was delusional and thought, oh, I could still do this shit. It was with uh, what's his name from Kill Tony was on too. Um, red, red. No, the the main guy in Kill was my brain? Tony. Tony Anschliff. <laughs> Tony? <Jesus>, Tony. <laughs> Tony. Tony from Kill Sorry. Tony. <laughs> yeah. He was on the episode too. And Jay challenged. I thought I could do a fuck. That's I, what I love about SDR though. Whenever I'm there, we're always doing a, like a fun bit. They always got fun. Bits always like dumb that. shit. Yeah. So couldn't do it, and not only could not do it. The side angle is my big fat belly hanging over my fucking ant oh. and then the amount of fucking you fat fuck yeah. oh bay, yeah, bay bay Shrek is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, brutal brutal yeah, yeah. so like all right, i need to make a change and that was even before that was like right at the beginning of the lockdowns and stuff but then it got even worse and then you know we all started like making breads and fucking eating shit yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah and then it was it was may of 2020 um I was like, all right, i'm gonna start running and i'm gonna run every other day no matter what and i'm talking about like I ran once it was so cold out that I went to drink water and I was like, what's going on? Like, oh, it froze solid, you know? So I went where I couldn't run a block without needing to take a break. And I would do this thing called couch to a 5K, finish that to get to 5K three miles, 5K to 10K, 10K to 15K. And now I ran my first half marathon in April of 2022. Mm -hmm. Took two years. And I said, well, you know what? And I I did it in Miami because I thought it'd be fun to do it in Miami. And then I just made up this stupid idea. I'm going to run... Six half marathons in six different countries this next year or so. I ended up running nine, right? I did Florida, Brooklyn, and uh, Rockaway, mm-hmm. right? But then I did Iceland, Ireland, Barcelona, and I'm forgetting one other. I just did. Oh, Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. Hawaii. So I just ran all over the world. And now I run 30 miles a week, roughly. Shit. I changed my – there was a day that I fucking – I ate an entire pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I ate an you know, entire no, yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> An entire pint of ice cream, uh-huh. right? And then ten minutes later, my friend invited me to go have dinner. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go have dinner. Yeah. And i was like, all right, this is, I'm gonna die, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're now you're running
1: and you're doing the right things yeah. physically, yeah.
2: So then I, I you know, that I put out that book. I don't know if you ever showed you. Yeah, yeah, I saw it on the, the website. Yeah, it hit top hundred in uh Amazon. Oh, in, its, in its category, which was like health and wellness, and which is it's a two hundred page book, and it says the hundred percent guaranteed guide to weight loss and fitness. But chapter one says eat less. Chapter two says work out more. And the rest of the book is blank because everybody's like, well, would you do keto? Would you do? Yeah. It's like, just eat less and work out more. It's yeah. going to make a fucking difference. Yeah. It's yeah. just that nobody wants the answer. Right. that's they want going to, be to take complicated, a long time so they can fail at it and or, say they so something, hard. or they want or they want Ozempic, or they want something easy where easy. it doesn't right. like like with Ozempic. I'm happy you're losing weight, whoever's on Ozempic, But I got to tell you, you're not healthy. Yeah, you're just thinner. But you're not. If you can't run, mm-hmm. if you can't run up a flight of stairs, your heart health, your is heart not, health yeah. is horrible. Yeah. So it's that one-two punch of eating less and working out more. Ozempic handles the eating less because you get nauseous. Yeah. But you're still fucking unhealthy. Yeah, and that's the big difference. That's mm-hmm. what me doing both, and it it's been now. Uh, it'll be three years in, in uh, oh, uh, yeah, of sure. it. That's awesome. So it's and I'm cool. I went to so let's say three thirty just to make it easy. I'm under two fifty now. So I was like 70, 80 pounds. Yeah, whatever you're a big dude. You're like 6'6". Yeah, I should be like 240. I'm 6'6". 240 is my, is my weight. Anything I've done that, I look weird. Okay. So I'm like 10 pounds away from
1: But the I Good Sugar be. thing is about...
2: So Good Sugar was started with the guy from Juice Press. Okay. He sold the company. That's made your it a co-host, right? My co-host. And then I'm partners with... We have a store on 3rd Avenue and 69th Street that is all, raw, all vegan, but also there is a socially conscious footprint. No single-use plastics. Yeah, I you saw get, that on the if site, you bring back glass com, bottles, yeah. you get a dollar off and trying to just do a little good in the world. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, that's great. And the food's good, and just a big giant yellow sign so- on 3rd and 6th and 9th, and we do the podcast every week. I'm the guinea pig. I bring, I'll try cryotherapy. I tried IV. I tried fucking, uh, where's the thing when you shit for 45 minutes? The uh, Fun. The fucking um, colonic. <laughs> Chinese yeah. food. Yeah. Uh,
1: expired tuna fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, colonic, which is really weird. on the weird. road with yeah. you. You shit yeah. for 45 minutes on yeah. Tuesday. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's really weird to be leaned over and a girl's talking to you while you're shitting. <laughs> but I try all of it and talk about what works and what does, or at least anecdotally for me. Yeah. And I've added a shit ton of stuff to my morning routine now. Of all things, to try and be better, try and be healthier. I meditate every day. I do yoga every day. I run or work out every day. Mm. And there is no days off. You know, you just have to do something. Even if it's just get out and walk just for 10 active. minutes, yeah. do something every day. Mm-hmm. And it's made a fucking huge difference in my life. I feel 20 years younger than I did three years ago. It's amazing. It's That's wild. Fucking Plug cool where you're man. at. Uh, everywhere at I Am Ralph Sutton. The SDR show uh, is easy enough to find. Mm-hmm. The SDR show. Good Sugar Podcast. Good Sugar Podcast. And good triggers on 3rd Avenue and 69th Street. Amazing. Uh,
0: joshicardo.com, at joshicardo. Go ahead, Ed. Uh, edmcgowan.com, comedy on Instagram. Email us any kind of work stuff at uh, workingclasscomedians at gmail.com. We'll see you guys again next week. You can listen to us on all major podcast platforms every Wednesday. You can follow us on
1: Instagram at workingclassholes. Also, make sure you watch the full show on YouTube. All you got to do is type in workingclassholes. And please don't forget to rate us five stars and tell a friend. Come on.